Grace and peace to you in the name of our coming Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Last weekend, this worship space was transformed by a number of different groups as we got ourselves in this space ready for the celebration of our Advent season. Parish Education Committee set up our tree, and it looks wonderful and beautiful. And the Altar Prep Committee and others got this space up front here ready, and the women of the ELCA hung the greens all around the church, and I believe it was the Rachel Circle who put this nativity up over here, right? Right? Yeah, you set it up there, right? So here's my question for you then. Where did you put John the Baptist? (laughs) He wasn't in the box. There was no John the Baptist in the box. I have, I don't know, a dozen or so nativity sets at my house. Some are just the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Some are Jesus and Mary and Joseph and some shepherds with them. Some are Jesus and Mary and Joseph and some shepherds and some wise men. But there is no John the Baptist. In all of the nativity sets that I have, there is no John the Baptist. Where is John the Baptist? We don't really want John the Baptist in on our nativity sets, do we? Weird guy, that John. Truth is, as we get our homes ready for Christmas and we get ready to celebrate this season of Advent together, we'd like to keep John the Baptist as far away from our Christmas celebrations as we could. But we can't get away from him. No matter how uncomfortable John makes us, we can't avoid him. Every year, when Advent rolls around, we spend two out of the four weeks talking about John the Baptist. We are introduced to John this morning, and we'll hear from him again next week. Half of Advent, half, is about John the Baptist. But no spot in our nativity. John is creepy, you see. John is weird. No, not not you, John. Different John. John is creepy. John is weird. He's difficult and hard to deal with. He makes us uncomfortable. John there in his camel hair suit, eating his grasshoppers in the desert. What does all this have to do with Christmas trees and sharing gifts? We talk, you and I, we talk about this Christmas spirit. We talk about kindness and generosity, right? Isn't that what all of those Christmas specials on TV nonstop right now are all about? This Christmas spirit of kindness and generosity. And then comes John yelling at us, prepare the way of the Lord. Repent, you bunch of lying snakes. It just doesn't fit. I'm waiting for the holiday specials to come out with John the Baptist. That'd be a real heart warmer, wouldn't it? So how do we make sense, you and I, of this strange guy out in the wilderness? Megan and I, we've been living in the same house for almost three months now. 
Two months, three weeks, and two days. Not that anybody's keeping track. We've been living in the same house together for almost three months and much of that time has been spent trying to figure out how we can take our two households and put them together into one. Did the math the other day. And I've lived in that house across the parking lot for just about six and a half years. And so if you don't count the summers that I spent back at home during college... I've lived over there longer than I've lived in any one place for all of my life. Six and a half years. And over the course of six and a half years, I have acquired some junk. (laughs) I have closets stuffed full of junk. I have a garage full of junk. I have an attic full of junk. I have drawers and cabinets full of junk. Month after month, year after year, just sort of creeps up on you, doesn't it? I didn't really put much in that closet last week, so it's probably not too bad. Maybe just one more thing. One more thing can't hurt, could it? But it adds up, little by little and bit by bit. If you don't stop and look at it, If you don't take the time to stop and really look at it, you don't see it growing. Little by little, bit by bit. But that's exactly what Megan and I have been doing for the last three months. Looking at all the closets and the drawers and the garage and the attic and everything that has piled up for the last six and a half years and saying to one another, what do we do with all of this junk? It's not an easy process. You have to do that in your life? Clean out the junk closet. Get rid of some of the stuff. It's not fun, is it? You have to sort it all out. What stays? What gets given away? What gets thrown away? It can be painful throwing away those things that you've held on to for years. Giving away those things that you might, maybe, possibly, someday use. It's not fun. It's unpleasant. It's uncomfortable. Kind of like John the Baptist. Or, now I know some of you saw me this weekend getting some of my chores done outside around the house. I took a pressure washer to the windows and the sidewalks around the house. and You just don't think about those things, do you? My garage, of all things, my garage was dirty. My garage door was dirty. When was the last time you cleaned your garage door? (laughs) Been a while for me. You just don't notice it. Sure. Yes, of course, there's dirt on the sidewalk. You know, it's, well, a sidewalk. But I don't think that sidewalk had been cleaned in 20 years. It builds up little by little, bit by bit. It piles up. A little bit of dirt is no big deal. But a little bit of dirt on top of a little bit of dirt on top of a little bit of dirt on top of a little bit of dirt, it adds up. You don't notice it that little bit at a time. You take 20 years of dirt all at once and you clean it off. And wow, what a difference. And wow, it was dirty. It's not an easy process, but it needs to be done. One of those summers that I was home from college, my parents recruited me to wash off their back porch, their patio. So I was out there in the middle of July in Tennessee and 
wasn't too terribly different than the middle of July in Texas. So I'm out there in my shorts and my sandals running the pressure washer over the porch. I'm out there in my shorts and my sandals, and maybe you know where this is going. In my shorts and my sandals, pointing the pressure washer at the porch. When my aim slips a little bit and the 200 pounds per square inch of water that were supposed to be pointed at the patio were suddenly pointed at my big toe. Suddenly. It was stripping not just the filth off the porch, but the skin on my foot. Oh, it hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt for weeks and weeks after that. Because what it takes to clean up all the junk that piles up on the porch, what it takes to clean up the dirt that had piled up bit by bit and little by little, is a lot. It takes a lot of pressure. It takes a lot of work and, yes, even some discomfort and pain to get all of that dirt cleaned off. Which brings me back to John the Baptist. John the Baptist is 200 pounds per square inch pointed straight at our hearts. John the Baptist is the spring cleaning for our souls and our lives. Because much like the closets in my house or the sidewalks out front, junk has piled up in our lives and in our hearts day after day. And we just don't notice it. Little by little. Bit by bit. So what? Maybe I am a little bit more selfish today than I was yesterday. But it's not a big deal. A little bit of selfishness on top of a little bit of selfishness. Maybe I am a little bit angry today, or self-righteous, or unkind, or proud, or greedy. But it's not that big of a deal, really. It's just a little bit. It's just this once. It's just a bad day. But day... After day, after day, after day. Anger on top of anger, greed on top of greed, unkindness on top of unkindness, pride on top of pride. It piles up, friends. It piles up, little by little, bit by bit, and we do not notice it. But, But if we were to really stop, if we were to really stop and pay attention, we would see that we are covered in junk. Our hearts and our souls and our lives are buried in junk. And John the Baptist comes along and says, It is time to clean up. It's time to be honest with ourselves and get rid of the junk. It's time for a spring cleaning of your heart and your soul. An Advent cleaning. To get ready for the coming of our Lord. All of those things. All those things that we don't want to look at. All those things that we would rather not deal with. All those things in our lives that we have stuffed into the closet. Shut the door and locked it so we don't have to look at them. John the Baptist says to us, open the door and deal with it. Clean it out. Turn the pressure washer on it. It may be uncomfortable, it may be unpleasant, it may be painful, but the end result, oh, it's so worth it. The end result is worth it. 
Because a new thing is coming. A new day is dawning in Jesus Christ. And friends, we need to get ready. And so John the Baptist calls us to repentance. Make straight the pathways of the Lord. Make straight the pathways of the Lord. Repent. That repentance is nothing less. Nothing less than that uncomfortable honesty with ourselves. That repentance is nothing less than taking a real look, an honest look, at the junk that is piled up on our hearts and then doing something about it. Go ahead and squirm, says John. Go ahead and squirm, but take a good long look at yourself. What is the junk that is piled up in your soul? What is the dirt that has little by little gotten stuck on your heart. Jesus is coming. And John, John is the prep team. John is the house cleaner. John is the declutterer of our souls. Creepy John the Baptist, weird John the Baptist, helps us to hear the message that we would often rather avoid. Jesus is coming. Change is coming. A new thing is coming. Today is the day that we decide to do things differently. Today is the day to do that hard work, that unpleasant work, of cleaning the junk and the dirt and the grime out of our hearts and our souls and our minds. Today is the day to begin anew. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his pathway straight. Make every valley high and bring every mountain low. Prepare the way of the Lord. It ain't easy, friends. It's not pleasant. It's not comfortable. But this, this is the work of Advent. Preparing the way of the Lord. Preparing the way of the Lord through our hearts and our lives. Preparing the way through our hearts and our lives for the coming of our Lord Emmanuel. Amen.